This episode is brought to you by the GSD Network. The GSD Network offers full-service podcast production, audiobook production, copywriting, email marketing, and much more. If it has anything to do with hitting a button that says publish, we probably do it. To check out what we have to offer, type in gsd.network. In the words of those who play it. Bringing world-class trumpeters from around the world, sharing their stories that will thrill and inspire your trumpet journey, here's your host, James Newcomb. Hello, everybody. This is James Newcomb. Thanks for pressing play on today's episode. And I am grateful to be in your earballs. I am sitting here in my apartment in Hanoi, Vietnam. My lovely wife, Sana, is at my side. I'm going solo today. I w- was trying to get some interviews lined up for this week, and uh, but things happen. People are busy. I'm busy. And it just didn't work out to have an interview ready for this particular uh, Sunday, the 20th of February, 2022. But the show must go on, as they say, and I just wanted to share with you, um, you know, every episode I promote my email newsletter. It's something that I enjoy. It's something that people have told me that they enjoy uh, reading, hearing from, my perspective on things. And uh, I, I encourage you to subscribe if you're looking for some insightful information, insightful commentary on the things that concern us as musicians, as human beings who are doing our best to uh, live a good life, make an impact on our world. That's the goal. So if you just go to my website, it's a web page, I should say, jamesnewcomontrumpet.com. It'll lead you right to a page that I have with my email service provider, and you can very easily subscribe. But I wanted to sh- just share with you, I don't know, five or six of my favorite emails that I've written <clears throat> over the last two or three months. And I'm going to begin with an email with the headline, You Can't Build Muscle with Cornflakes. And this, what's so funny, Sana? What, I don't, you don't want to be in the podcast? No, because okay. serious. Yes, this is serious. A headline with, You Can't Build Muscle with Cornflakes. That screams serious. Okay, let's see what it says here. Okay. February 9th, 2022. The other day, Sana and I were having breakfast and just talking about things. Among the topics of conversation was weightlifting, putting on muscle, things like that. I guess because I consort with a lot of people who are into weightlifting with my business, podcast production, it's only natural that that topic will come up from time to time. Well, Sana is not too pleased about my own physical development. In her mind, I've become a bit too scrawny since I left Vietnam last August. That would be 2021. Now, I'm perfectly fine with how I look. If anything, I put on a bit of weight the first part of 2021 and was happy to lose it while I was living a life as a bachelor in Virginia Beach. Now, Shauna put a bowl of cornflakes in front of me, and she told me to eat it so that I could get back to that ideal weight. I told her that would be the wrong kind of weight. Cornflakes don't build muscle. 
It will build flab in your gut and probably won't do much of anything positive for your health. At any rate, the conversation put me in mind of how we often are busy with things, but how effective or productive are these things that we do? We go through the motions with our work, but are we really making forward progress or just marking time? We have to have forward intent, as I read in a newsletter I subscribed to recently. That newsletter, by the way, is called Email Players, written by Ben Settle. Highly recommended. Uh, doing things just because that's what we do is not a whole lot better than doing nothing at all. Yeah, it's a little bit better, but not too much better. Without a specific reason for doing something, it's just marking time, treading water. I didn't want to write this email at 11 o'clock p.m. after a long day of work, but I made a commitment to do an email every day, and I already missed a day this week, so there's that. Do the work, but do it with intention and purpose, and watch the work have new life breathed into it on a daily basis. Okay, here is an email with the headline, Why I Wouldn't Cry If I Couldn't Play Trumpet. This is a short one. Okay, today marks the beginning of a new season of the Trumpet Dynamics podcast. I just remembered I don't like to say the word podcast. The Trumpet Dynamics show. This would have been two weeks ago. Is it Jamcast or... Huh? Jamcast? Jamcast? James Podcast? No, honey, it's, I just call it a show. If I want to make it specific to me, I'll call it a nukecast. Okay, I like nukecast. Nukecast? Okay, maybe we'll go with that. Okay, um, I've spent the last week working on the website, recording a new intro, just doing some much-needed tidying up, and I realized that all, in all the years that I have done this show, interesting that I'm talking about this show in this email, on this Trumpet Dynamics Trumpet Dynamics show, let me start the sentence again, and I realized that in all the years I've done this show, no commentary necessary. I've never shared much about my own journey as a trumpeter. It's an important part of my life, but it's not the only thing in my life. Meaning if tomorrow I got a freak lip injury and had to hang it up, like Beth Peruka, I'd be just as happy as I am today. I guess it means I put in its put it in its proper place. That wasn't always the case, but I can honestly say that is the case today. Anyway, I asked my wife, Sana, to interview me, and as usual, we had a great time. She knows how to keep me on my toes and yet keep things moderately respectful. This is the way a uh, nuke cast should be done, in my humble opinion. I've spent a lot of time studying this craft, and I'm rather proud of what this sh- little show has become. Give it a listen. Uh, TrumpetDynamics.com slash episode slash James dash and slash Sana one. So that was <clears throat> uh, f- uh, four, uh, that would have been six February 2022. All right, here's one. I just published this the other day. This is titled, Maybe Answer Your Own Prayers for Once. Scintillating headline. I realize this email may get one or two people riled up because I'm bringing religion into the fold, but please bear with me. It's my own perspective, and it's not like there's a collection plate being passed around while you read it or listen to it. I've been attending churches and religious services my entire life. There's never been a time where I didn't attend a congregation on a regular basis for an extended period of time, meaning several months or more. In my time attending churches or synagogues, there's a pattern that I see often among people that I believe is a sign of an unhealthy and productive thought pattern. And that is that people will simply pray for something to happen, and then that's it. In their mind, they've done everything they need to do, for they have petitioned God 
or whatever Neil deGrasse Tyson calls God, to do whatever they need done. Then you ask them how they're doing later, maybe a month, a year, two years later, and wouldn't you believe it, they're still broke, they're still sick, they're still struggling with their marriage, and so on. It's that four-letter word that makes so many break out in hives. That word is W-O-R-K. You prayed to God to get out of debt? Great. Now quit living above your means. You prayed to not have diabetes? Great. Now quit eating Twinkies. Follow a diet protocol that'll help you overcome diabetes. You pray for a business to grow. Take just one hour each day of whatever activity you do that doesn't bring in income, including sleep, and start doing something that eventually will. It's one of those things that's easy to do, but so hard to actually do it. Okay. Now, since I wrote this two days ago, I want to say that... uh, I, I, something came to my mind that I would have added to this email had I written it uh, then. And that is, I have, in my own experience, I have found that when I take decisive action on something, and, and, I'm, and I realize that I'm talking on a, a spiritual level here, so if you're not spiritual or if, you, if prayer isn't your thing, that's fine. Um, but when I take decisive action, that's when I realize that I need to, to pray for something and and uh, that's what it, then I get an answer to that prayer, but it's not without action on my part. So I think that I would have said something along those lines, probably would have spiced it up a little bit, but uh, there it is. That was 18 February, 2022. All right. Here's one relevant to Trumpet. This is titled, If I Knew Trumpet Would Be This Hard. January 31st, 2022. Let's see what we got. If I knew trumpet would be this hard. Years ago, I listened to a podcast with the great trumpeter and gospel singer Phil Driscoll as the guest. Phil is no slouch on the horn. He plays with extreme ferocity and intensity, and it no doubt requires a good two hours minimum of intense practice every day just to maintain his chops. So in the interview, he said something along the lines of, if I knew how hard it would be to keep my chops up, I might not have chosen trumpet. That's probably not the exact quote, but that's the gist of it. Now, I've interviewed hundreds of trumpeters at this point on this show, and I don't know how many times I've heard the story that the trumpet has only three buttons, so it must be the easiest instrument, so that's what the young student chooses. Perhaps a more developed mind would conclude that only three buttons might make it far more difficult to play, but such is life. Life destinies are often formed on the whims of an immature mind that's more interested in Nintendo games than anything of real substance. I've been playing trumpet quite a bit the last few months, and I plan to put out some legit content very soon, complete with a business plan and the whole works. It's interesting how difficult it is to, one, play at a level close to the days when that's basically all I did, and two, to accept that I don't have as much face time as I did in 2013, and the best I can do in a given moment is less than I know what I'm capable of. Constant daily practice keeps the chops in shape, even if it's not as much as back in the day, and the tone isn't laser sharp as it once was. One must learn to be grateful for what they're able to do with the limited time in which they have to do it. It's the constant daily routine that allows me to put out a good deal of content, and I want to help anyone who's interested to to begin good daily habits. When it comes to content creation, I've called the program Coffee is for Creators, and you can learn more about it at coffeeisforcreators.com. Okay, that's a good one. Let's see here. Let's go back past a few weeks. Let's see here. Uh, 
24 February? Yeah, well, the problem is today is 20 February, so. 24 February last year. Oh, I have a different email thing, so I, I don't know what I wrote last year. But I'm sure I said something along the lines of, my wife is stunningly gorgeous. I don't know exactly what I said, but probably probably that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, here's one. December 26, 19... Uh, December 26, 2021, 19, hasn't been 19, 23 years. Okay. The title is just press a bunch of buttons and leave the rest to God. Now, having a seven-year-old son means getting reacquainted with video games. My son is a legit pro. It seems he excels at whatever game he tries out. And he has a knack for just figuring stuff out about them. When I, was, when I was much older than he is now, it would have taken me much longer to figure those things out. One of his favorite games is Super Mario Smash Bros. Brothers, which I thought was a brand new game, but it turns out it's over 20 years old. Like I said, reacquainted, right? This game basically turns morality on its head. When I was a boy, I played Super Mario Brothers and was trying to save the princess from the evil King Krupa Goopa, or whatever his name is. <laughs> in this new one, the princess has me in a chokehold and is trying to kill me. It's a bit difficult to reconcile the generational gap, I admit. So when my son got this Smash Brothers as a holiday gift, <clears throat> of course he wanted to play, play it nonstop. He's got a good seven-day head start on me <clears throat> by the time he brings it over to my place, and he's far more interested in games than I am. So let's just say that I had my keister handed to me on a silver platter the first time I played. In fact, to this day, I'm still he still gets the best of me. So when we were visiting my mom in Minnesota a few weeks later, uh, I told her, just press a bunch of buttons and leave the rest to God, as she was trying to make, this, make sense of the game herself. She fared about as well as I did. It's just as well to let the kids enjoy their kids' games, let the adults worry about their own games, such as Sana and I recording podcasts together while we're apart, and we plan to continue when we're reunited in just a few weeks. We've done that a few times since we've since I've been back, but we haven't done it recently. We have to get back on that. We have a lot of fun doing it, and we even managed to slip in some wisdom and keen insight here and there. If you're looking for something new to listen to while you go about your day, you might enjoy it. flowjn.com slash voshdan. And, and I think in another episode, I'm going <clears> to <throat> tell you about the word voshdan, V-O-J-D-A-A-N. But it's Persian for... Integrity, conscientious, awake, awakened. I'll talk about it sometime on the podcast, on the new cast. Man, it's like a bad habit. Okay, how about one more? One more email. Let's see here. Yeah, you like them? Yeah, I like them too. Here's one. What would this show be without the characters? That's the headline. Imagine Batman without the Joker, or the Penguin, or any of the other villains in the comics and movies, or Superman without Lex Luthor, or those three individuals with equal, equal powers to Superman but who broke bad in their spirit and wished harm and destruction upon planet Earth. How utterly boring would that be? It's the villains that make those shows and comics watchable and readable. A villain who did an awful thing made Batman himself. 
We revile the villains, the misfits, the outsiders. It gives us a sense of security in our bubble of righteousness. Maybe I've got issues, but at least I'm not him. What a mess she is, and so on and so forth. But can you imagine life without them? Superman and Lois Lane just flying around looking gaga at each other? I'll give that one a hard pass. Superman spinning around the Earth so fast, he reverses time so that he can stop a nuclear missile from destroying the San Fernando Valley. Now that's exciting. How about a movie with Batman giving a David Attenborough-style tour of Gotham City? I'm laughing at the very thought of it. Our society has lost its character in many ways, because being a character has in many ways become taboo. Can you imagine people wearing two face masks at Walmart, or guests at a classical music concert lining up to show government-issued vaccination cards with photo ID in hand before getting their tickets at Will Call in the 1970s? I cannot. That generation had character, because people were allowed to be characters. Things that people routinely lose their livelihoods over, have their reputations ruined here in 2021, was part of life not that long ago. Someone had an unsavory opinion on something, you just accepted it, lived with it, maybe even learned something from a different, differing point of view, albeit with language <clears throat> you j- just as soon not hear. It used to be a part of life. These days, not so much. Humanity, with all its flaws and errors, dare I say it, helps form people's character. I've had as much of this sterilized, homogenized culture as I can stand. I'm grateful to have a job, a wife, a son that allows me to be a character and not be punished for doing so. Said wife and son and I often team up to produce a little show called Bavoshtan. It means awake in Sana's native Persian language. And you won't find any walking on eggshells in the show at all. I invite you to check out an episode and hit the little subscribe button if you dig it. Flowjn.com slash Voshtan. All right. Well, everybody, I appreciate you bearing with me. I know that this is a little bit off the beaten path as far as a typical episode, but I did want to stay on schedule. And even though I didn't have an interview lined up, I, it, it, it's important for me to at least have something that uh, that I can stay connected with you all. If you want to be in touch, if you want to say hello, just go to jamesnewcombontrumpet.com. You're going to find the episode, or the archives of the podcast or at least subscribe buttons. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I can put the HTML on that particular page, but you can at least find the buttons to subscribe on Apple or Spotify, uh, and and then go from there. So I do enjoy doing this show. I enjoy hearing from people who enjoy listening to the show, and um, I'm just going to sign off. Thank you for listening, and we'll be in your earballs very soon. That's a wrap for this episode of Trumpet Dynamics, telling the story of the trumpet in the words of those who play it. If you or someone you know has a dynamic story you think should be shared on this show, please email us at podcast at jamesnewcombontrumpet.com and to subscribe to James Newcomb's email newsletter, visit trumpetdynamics.com or jamesnewcombontrumpet.com. Thank you for listening and we'll be in your earball soon.